Hit it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, have we got a hot show for you tonight live from Studio B at 438 Massachusetts Avenue, Cambridge, Massachusetts, courtesy of Chen Pa Productions. You last saw them waiting for the U to show up for his own birthday dinner <laughs> at El Massimo at Legacy Place. Wow. And they're here for you tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the Larry and Ray Bother People Podcast. Yeah. Right. Hello, everybody, and hello to our lovely studio audience. Can't right. stand up for sitting down. But we are in the newly designed podcast, uh, you know, architect format. Right. Yes, yes, yes. When did we? When were we here last? Because they made a lot of nice uh, changes. They did, but the big thing ago. is, this is the first time the podcast has actually had a video feed. Yes. Video feed. Yes, yes. Yeah, this you is going to go wrong with a video feed. This correct? is going to triple right our right? view. You're right. This is going to yeah. triple our viewer slash yeah. listenership yeah. to at least what 30 people. Well, I think so. And, and by the way, I was thinking today, when was the last time we did a show? It's been quite a while, has Too it long. Yes, it right. has. And Words. why has it been so long, may I ask? Well, there's a lot going on. Right, you a know, lot of uh, ins and outs. And, and vagaries yeah. of the show business thing and our jobs. And you've had some situations, well, some ups right. and downs and up not. You Perhaps know, it was a surgery along the way. Yes. And other, you know... Circumstances. There of was course. there was an incident. You want yeah. to talk about it or not? Again? Well, you know, so. I did have sh- I don't mind saying I had yeah. shoulder surgery. Uh, Larry had shoulder. Say yeah. that five times. It best. was my second time. Second and time. It was second other shoulder, and it's a long rehab. It's six to twelve months. I'm actually only about three and a half months post surgery. Yes, but, but doing uh, quite well. And you say, actually like the rehab phase, right? Uh, well, I love the rehab. It's actually my social life during the week. Yeah. That's how I actually <laughs> I get out of the house. Right? Yeah, you get I go out, to the rehab. physical therapy facility. Everybody welcomes me. They say, hey, Larry, Larry's here. How you doing, Larry? They love you. Right? In fact, you even go to the rehab when you don't have anything wrong with you. Well, just sometimes for the social I, I go there but on purpose on the wrong day, and I sit in the waiting room for a little bit just to talk to some of the other folks. You By know. the way, how are the magazines? Do they update them? In Actually, the they're room? not that updated. <laughs> they're, uh, I was reading an article on, um, I don't know, some illness that actually... They've already cured, so. Wow, all right, that's something. But what do, what do you say, shall we just jump into a couple of topics because we have a great exciting Yeah, we have today. a wonderful guest coming on in a few minutes. Let's, yep. uh, you know, touch base on a couple of things that yep. have been going on with us. Yes, yes. That our fans are dying to hear. Well, um, what, should we just real quick say yeah, what happened about the Hugh's birthday debacle? Our friend, the Hugh, who yeah. we talk about basically every show, a good friend of ours, and I'll let Larry chime in here yeah. too, but... Larry and I decided to take the hue out to a place called Massimo in, uh, where is it, Legacy yeah, Place. Il Massimo. Il Massimo, it's fantastic a, Italian. It's basically a street Italian, yeah. what do you call it? I mean, it's an open-air mall. Open-air mall. Is that Legacy Place? No, Legacy yeah. Place in Dedham, yes, right. exactly. So Larry and I and the Hugh made plans right. to go there for Hugh's, let's just say it was a big birthday of his, yeah. and he's over 20 and less than 80. Yeah. Um, so Larry and I were there. We're getting settled at this beautiful place. We worked out with the wait staff a situation where they could bring a nice dessert. I believe it was a tiramisu with Indeed. a candle in it. Yeah, they even had like uh, little birthday things. stars all over the table. It was yeah, it was a whole production. Festive, right? It was a big birthday. People were excited. You, know, you and I drove quite a distance. Quite a distance. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, so I think we're meeting at like 6 o'clock, 6.10, right. 6.15 so rolls, rolls around. And then what happens? I say, you know, it's 6.16. It's not like anybody really to nod at least Carl and say, hey, I'm running late. We didn't hear, hear anything. So I right. pick up the phone. I Call give the you a call. He picks up. He goes, hello. And right, in, right from that response, I knew... That Something was up. He ain't coming. Yeah, because he was fanatical about being on time. Well, he events. wasn't that night. That night. Well, so, he forgot. He had a lot going on. He actually forgot to be there for his own birthday party. Yeah, he actually didn't even have the right date, apparently. Yeah, and that Which happened sometimes. You, we both but learned. We all learned a lesson that day. We did. It's good to confirm. It's good to confirm. Yeah? So now we okay. send to Hugh a reminder every hour for his next birthday. After. All right. Well, we are going to do a redo this Friday, but we're doing it in a convenient location to you and I this time. Right. And yes. I want to say before we move on that the Hugh was very generous toward the end of the That's meal. That's actually true. It yeah. kind what of happened out. toward the end of the meal? Well, he paid the bill. He called he paid, ahead. He felt so very bad. Generous. He actually bought us dinner. Yep. And we had ordered the uh, El Diablo lobster special. He, yes. he didn't even know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a bottle of their finest champagne. Right? Yeah. And, uh, well, maybe not that exactly. We had a couple of beers. And, but the, and the Hugh paid the bill. He paid the bill over the time. It was quite delicious and not cheap. And he actually put his, the bill for his own birthday for us. Yeah, we're hoping he forgets more birthdays in the future. Yeah, just perhaps so we can he have won't a great show meal. up this Friday, Saturday. That would be nice. We could have, you know, another right. meal that he'll pay for. Yeah. So anyway, okay. so that. And then I know you had some sort of tragic news within your household. Uh, if you don't want to share that a little. Okay, we'll, we'll get into it. All right. Just briefly. And some awesome, very nice news. Well, too. as everybody knows, this uh, show is... Courtesy of Chen Pa Productions, and I'll try not to cry, but uh, sadly, she did pass back at the end of August. She was almost 16 years old. Um, Lovely dog, Chen. Yep. She was really, had such a big place in my heart. It was the most heartbreaking experience of my whole life when this happened, yeah. as, as it was on us. And um, it really, you know, shook us pretty much, yeah. Very, which I know is common, because yeah. I've actually, actually went to... They have animal grief counseling and support groups, and I've spent some time with a lot of different folks that have been in this situation, and it's uh, it's really a heartbreaking thing. It's a family member. Yeah, because she was actually our child, because you know we don't right. have children, so the, she she was our child. We adopted her when she was seven years old, and we really our lives revolved around her, so yeah. we miss her terribly. But as somebody yeah. who visited you, the family in Chen often. Yeah. Um, you could just tell there was a lot of love in the house, yeah. and Chen received a yeah. lot of love and had a wonderful, wonderful yeah. dog's life. It was like, yeah, you know, she really did. And, and really did. So. Yeah. so, and that was how long ago? That, that was, was a while That ago. was about three or so, months or so ago. That was back right. in August. Um, in fact, Anna has a friend whose father, because he sees how he, he's, he, he grew up in Greece, yeah. and he said, When I die, I want to come back as an American dog. Wow. Because we generally. Especially up in the Northeast, we treat dogs because they're so well. loved. Yeah, yeah. Northeast. Yeah. And before we move on to the next topic, yeah. um, you have a new addition. Well, yes. Yeah, so we, you know, there was a grieving period, and then eventually, you know, we really felt we wanted another dog because it brought so much joy to our life. Mm -hmm. And uh, last Saturday, um, it happened. Uh, I guess we'll refer to that date going forward as Gotcha Day because we got gotcha a new day. dog. Yeah. We adopted a Cavapoo, which is a King Charles Cavalier and miniature poodle mix. Yeah. And she is very sweet, but she really needs um, some house training because she's out of, she's actually the exact opposite. She's a young she, dog, right? She's a young dog, a little over two years yeah. old. So she's wonderful. When she's out in the park running madly, uh, she's having a blast. 
and she's very good with kids and adults and people. Nice. Um, so a new chapter. So we're having has a lot of fun. Begun. We're going out in the morning every day to Amory Park in Brookline, and we're running with our. Well, we don't run, but she runs like a terror. Wow. And but in the house, I think she just has so much energy um, that she doesn't know how to sit still, and she, yeah. I don't think she had a lot of house training in her previous home. Right. So we are actually. I've got like three great referrals to contact, and one came from one of our former guests from our other show, uh, Mary Schwager. Yes, an animal journalist. It'd be great to get her on the show yeah, in the yeah, future, this back. very format, yeah. perhaps, and she she's, can maybe bring some dogs. She's been a great resource. To for yeah, me, nice. Uh, so congratulations on that. Yeah. I look forward to yeah, meeting her. Her name, the young her name lady. is Sushi. Sushi, great. Yeah. Knocked up sushi for dinner. Yeah. Um, but good. That's that's wonderful. She's got news. red ears, and actually, she looks a little bit like the Red Baron. I was thinking well, today. I thought you were going to say a spider like, roll. She's not a beagle or anything, but she does look a little bit like Snoopy when he puts on that Red Baron costume. Yeah, it's kind of menacing. Yeah. <laughs> Curse you, Ray Baron. She can Curse be, you. actually. Wow, okay. but that's great. All Tell right. us about uh, your your experience with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, I watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame show. Um, the night after it aired, I was able to um, watch it online. It was over four hours long, so I separated it into two parts. Loved it. Great, great ceremony. Um, my favorite part was, of course, the induction of Kate Bush, yes. who's always been, um, well, going back to age 13, my favorite um, female artist. Right. Very unique she's artist. She's had a recent wonderful. resurgence, yes. She's had a recent resurgence with the song Running Up That Hill that you might have, some of our viewers and listeners might have seen or heard on um, Stranger Things, yes. right? Was it the third season of Stranger Things? Yeah, I think the last season. Or whatever the last whatever season Whatever the last was. season was. Right, the song but, Running Up That Hill. And I have mixed emotions about that because I kind of felt like a lot of people sort of jumping on the Kate Bush bandwagon because of that song, but then again, it sort of um, helps, especially younger people, kind of rediscover her music. Yes, discover absolutely. Her music yeah, for the first great time. for Kate Bush. Great for Kate. But how much yeah. is she making a week on that song? I don't know, but it's good for her. It's probably twice what we're making yeah. here on this but... podcast. I'll tell you that right now. You know, yeah. how much does George Clooney and, make every week? I don't uh, know. Well, no, I don't know about every week, but yeah. he, when he hits pay dirt, he hits pay dirt. Yeah. So she did not show up, though, for the she show? She didn't show up in typical, yeah. you know, she had, they knew she wasn't yeah. going to show. She's very kind of mysterious, and you never know what to expect from her. Yeah. Like, she spontaneous, um, spontaneously came out of retirement in 2015 by doing a series of shows in London. Um, kind of a residency there, mm. and I regret not being able to make it out there to yeah. see it. But the ticket sold out in like two seconds. Yeah. You know? Have you ever seen her? I've never seen her because she hadn't toured yeah. since 1978 yeah. or so yeah. before that. You yeah. know, and also a little tidbit: she's afraid to fly. I don't ah. think she flies at all. How did she so, get to London? Probably walked. Oh, where is she you from? Know? Oh, she's from um, somewhere in England. Oh, I think okay. in the mountains, ah. the hills. You know, there's well, places she, out there. She's been in the U.S. Obviously, she has. She was on SNL back in. Um, the uh, late 70s. Yeah. Uh, but she might have taken a boat. I don't know. I don't think she flew. Yeah, you don't think she they gave her like a Dramamine or something to... Uh, uh, she might. She probably down. gave her one of our podcasts to listen yeah. to and that put her to wow. sleep and then uh, yeah. she made it over. Okay. So, um, so that was interesting. Yeah. I want you to hear some of that too. Some of the Rock Hall yeah, spe speeches and all the other yep. inductees and stuff. Well, but let's see. Is it about that time? It's about that time. Let's talk up our guest Shall if you don't mind. Shall we bring in our not? guest? So perhaps before we introduce him... We're going to knock on the door. He's in the green uh, room. We're going to wave him in. He's in the green room. Here we go. He's I'm going to stand up. All right, and here he is. Our guest is coming yes, in Josh now. Josh Del Gezo is coming in the house. All right. Come Josh, on in, Josh. you come on in. You sit next to Larry if you can take oh, yeah. it. Oh. We're going we're gonna, to uh, give you your introduction because, right. you know, the world needs to hear. I know that you have a, quite a, a network of influence. 
Yeah, you so might even speak. be an influencer for all. What, do we know what an influencer even does? You don't even know what an influencer yeah, really is, know, do you? I know all I know is they're out be. there and they're influencing. And Josh is one of them. Yeah. So let me, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Josh Delgazo. Don't be shy. It's your first time on camera, yeah. right, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> He's actually uh, very experienced because I'll just start off. Well, well, I'll read this to you and you'll hear exactly what he does. Yeah. So Josh Delgazo is an acclaimed broadcaster and video producer. Wow. So he's in the right space right now. At the and, wrong time. And Josh also has his own high school football pre and post show that can be seen on YouTube and Channel 15 in the town in which he works. And we'll let Josh announce the name of the high school, but let's just say it has a powerhouse football team. And Josh is very familiar with this football team, obviously, from all the work he does over there. Here. That's right. All right, there's more, Josh. That's not it. <laughs> yeah. We've got more. Relax. Another yeah. hour's on the way oh, here. Relax. I, I know. I really need to calm down. <laughs> so Josh also has some passions, many other passions, in which he has an immense, deep knowledge that we will quiz him on. Those passions include music, local professional sports teams, and wellness and fitness. His musical tastes include many genres that include dance, electronic, a.k.a. disco, which is one, one of my favorites, hip-hop, the French music scene, English, Irish, grunge, classical, and synth wave, to wow. name a few. I never heard of synth wave until I met Josh, and he'll tell us about that a little bit. And as far as sports goes, he loves all of his local teams, especially the Celtics and the Pats. They rank at the top. And it will be interesting. He's wearing his Celtic shirt right now, and I have to say he fills that shirt out very nicely. <laughs> well, it's three sizes too small. You should. <laughs> That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> he is also an athlete himself and comes from a long line of athletes, including his father and uncle. And they both played professionally. And his uncle, in fact, was a left-handed backup quarterback to Dan Marino on the perfect team in 1972. Wow. That's and he, and he, pretty good. And his uncle rejoined a big 50th year celebration with his former team last year. So far, I got this right, right? Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Most of it. We'll also cover his deep knowledge, of, as we mentioned, of wellness and fitness. And most importantly, is a, he is a brand new father to, I believe, wow. a nine-month-old Lila Rose. Absolutely right. By the Let's time give, the intro's over, to be 20 months. Let's give a big, big shout-out to Lila Rose. All right, Lila. Oh, she's out there. Of course she is. Oh, it should be right down now. the road. <laughs> you know, this, this broadcast will be kept in perpetuity, will it not? I, I hope so. So I she'll get not. to hear it when she you know, turns It'll 16. It'll be kept somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nine months though, right? Question is, I guess we did the math. You nailed it. Because I wrote this back in July. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, no. had to, I had to do, uh, you know, calculus. Wow, that's, that's, um, that's yeah. pretty good. That's Larry. Larry. Yeah. And I'm impressed. Now, Larry and Ray bother Josh Del Gazo. Yes. Let me think of our studio audience. I mean, it's a live audience out there. I oh, it's live, baby. So you guys, yeah. a lot of them know Josh. There's a woman with a sign. We, I, we can't really get that on TV. You know, we used but. to be in the studio right yeah. on the street with Bryce. Yes. Yeah, I told him that. And, yeah. you know, Ray would, of course, put out a cup before we started the show. In fact, um, I saw a trio of street people who do an a cappella group, and we're going to get them on one of the shows in the future. Um, we'll talk about I, I that think later. That's how we got our drunken flautists, by the They've way. They've been doing holiday songs yeah. a little we bit early. We digress. Yeah. Let's start off with some questions for Joe. All right, let's go. Let me, let me Let's climb get in. right into it. You ready to climb Hot in? Seat. Right, All right. Kick yeah. off the, with the first question. All right, Josh, um, can tell us a little bit about video production, how you get into it. Maybe uh, you, get, you did a little podcasting in the past, actually, right? And maybe you can even give us some tips on how to improve our show. 
I'm sure there won't be many tips. And you can elaborate or even <laughs> answer a different question if you don't like that question. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it started back, um, I was a communications major in college. I oh, went wow. to Salem State. Wow. Nice. Um, I was the last year it was Salem State College. It's now, of course, the esteemed Salem State University. Oh, wow. Uh, home of the Vikings. So let's go wow. Vikes. So um, at Salem State, communications major, had some great, great professors there. Um, but it was still concentrated more in a public relations journalism type deal. Yeah. And then when I, um, towards the end of my, right before I got my degree, I did a, a little bit of a podcast. Wow. And I, I ran with that for about a couple of years um, from like the 08 to 2010 range. Was this, would you say a little bit before podcasting really took off or well, was it was really happening? It was right well? in the swing of it. Yeah. Um, not that mine was, was yeah. anything huge, yeah. but it was starting to, it was starting to rise up around yeah. that time. That's yeah. when podcasts really were starting to take off. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I was fortunate enough. I had a professor that, you know, kind of ushered me into that, that mm -hmm. realm. Like, listen, this would be great for you. And it started off as um, kind of a, you know, how to make sports simple for folks that really aren't too into sports, but oh, they want to they want to find themselves relevant in those yeah. coffee talk conversations uh, yes, that take yes. place at work. Right. So yeah. it was kind of, at that point, I was just kind of given the basics of, of, you know, how sports, you know, what, what to look for in, in certain sports. So it was very, very basic. But then that kind of morphed into, all right, let's, let's, let's. Let's pique the interest of the people that are yeah, into yeah. sports and mm -hmm. let's talk, you know, Boston sports scene and the national sports scene. Mm -hmm. So at the time I mentioned it was 08 to 2010. Mm -hmm. I started this. Uh, the Celtics were they won the title oh, in 08. Right. So yeah. I, I chronicled that run and that was a lot of fun. Wow. It got a lot of callers. Yeah. And um, on the platform that I used, it did reach out nationally. So we had people. Um, from Indiana that would call. Um, there, there was a gentleman out in the Indianapolis area who was a big Larry Bird fan, as you know, Larry Bird, the yeah, hick from French That was, Lick. A, that was yeah. our heyday. Right, so, yeah. and, and this gentleman yeah. was, was really into that, and, yeah. and all, he said that there was a contingent of Indiana folks that kind of kept, uh, kept like a, a Celtics fandom to them, so wow, he wow. was into it. And I know I'm digressing a little bit, yeah. but it, it just kind of... That's what we do, it's all right. It's, it's yeah, what, we it, to digress. It yeah. was a great time to really get into the boom of this um my first podcast because i had that going on and then um i even chronicled their next run in 2010 which does end in a seven game heartbreaking loss to the, right. the lakers but wow. it centered around a lot of celtics yeah. talk and of course it covered the patriots who mm -hmm. were in the you know the prime of their dynasty mm -hmm. at the yeah. time the red sox were coming off a world series win in 2007 mm -hmm. so um, it started as, as sports made simple, and then it just really formed and morphed into all right. Let's let's get some of the the, the sports heads out there, and let's talk some Boston sports. And, how long did you do this program for? Uh, about like two two and a half years. Wow, and you were doing it how often? What was the frequency? I was doing it twice. It started as once a week. It was mm -hmm. Wednesday nights, and wow. then that turned into twice a week. Wow, and then wow. right before I finished, and it's weird because I, yeah. I kicked it up. I ended up doing a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, wow. um, and I, I really should have kept it yeah, going, yeah, but yeah. then I got into another line of work yeah. that was in the restaurant business. Uh -huh. My hours were kind of all over the place, yeah, sure. and although, listen, there's 24 hours yeah, in the yeah. day, you can always yeah. make some time work, yeah. I, I failed to yeah. do that, yeah. and then um, I quickly landed on my feet yeah. at Everett High School, Everett where High I School. currently That's work right. now, in yeah. 2013, right. so um, here I am. You've been there 10 years. I have, yes. Wow. Around yes. There, yes. Yeah. I have seen your... Uh, pre and post show, or yeah. at least one episode, yeah. and you work with a partner, and you guys just work with each other really well, and it's a fantastic, it's it's well done, and it's very entertaining. I appreciate yeah. that, and uh, of course, I'm, I'm only as strong as my partner, that's yeah. Michelle Fenelon, right. and she's outstanding, she's quite yeah. the talent, yeah. um, uh, she's an 
you know, Everett Native herself yeah. um, graduated Syracuse, which, yeah. as you know, is like, yeah, you know, the, the cream of the crop for yeah. communications and yeah. broadcast journalism. Yeah. Yeah. And Michelle is currently on some commercials with Fanatics yeah. donning some sports apparel. So, oh, wow. Yeah. How, about How about that? that? Yeah. 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 So nice. she's really taken off. I haven't yeah. actually had yeah. the luxury of working with yeah. her as much you're as I'd like to. get yourself a taste of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say someone Mary asked for the 40% discount. Yeah. Yeah. But she was great. We had a great chemistry and she had a wealth the knowledge so it was it was a yeah. lot of fun doing that it's nice when you have a good relationship with your partner 100 right? yes Larry yeah, I understand what you're saying all right you don't have to be so obvious <laughs> you know remember people started the petition to make us only do one show a year so uh, I don't know what that means. you know we don't, yeah. we don't do three a week we do like three or four a year you know what I'm saying I think that's the best because like, I walk out of here they can only take know. so much of us Larry's blown his head's exploding right. when he walks out of all here all right the show's about Josh all right, all right all right uh, Larry what do you got for Josh all right all right let me see what I got here. I got to go back to my glasses. Okay. So, Josh, let's see what we got here. Tell, oh, well, this is a great category. Tell yep. us about your very eclectic taste in music. Uh, you mentioned in our pre-interview that you like current music that has been inspired by music from the 70s and 80s. And maybe you could elaborate on that because I thought I learned a lot when you talked about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, a lot of the music that I listen to yeah. is is absolutely that. It's yeah. music that yeah. if if you didn't know better, you'd be like, wow, this is this is definitely from the 80s or this is from the 70s. Yeah. And it's it's actually current artists yeah. that clearly were inspired by yeah. that that time time zone that that realm so to speak and that that speaks to that synth wave i was talking yeah, about yeah. that's uh synth wave synth pop synth rock and yeah. what that is is it's synthesized you know mm -hmm. generated music which is often a big hit in the 80s and 70s yeah, yeah, flock yeah. of seagulls comes to mind <laughs> right you wouldn't know looking at larry but yeah. he used no. to have the hairstyle yeah, yeah, that's no, I, did, yeah I, I was gonna go with that really yeah and that was some that that's music that just speaks to me i mean i'm i'm, I'm born i'm a 1985 baby you know obviously you know you're not really coming into your own until you're about five six years old but i think there must be something yeah. to it i must have heard heard the vibe vibrations in, in, in the womb, but I mean, yeah. that music wow. really speaks to me, boom, boom, and boom. Um, a lot of these artists today, that you can find them in all, all continents, all, all the countries, but a couple of them that I listen to are, they're, they're by way of England, yeah. France, and um, I just I just love it, it just it puts you on a journey, it puts you in kind of a trance. Can you maybe name a, that one of those bands and maybe tell where you thought, think maybe they their music was inspired from? Yeah, so absolutely. Right off the bat would yeah. be a group, uh, they're called Gunship, and mm -hmm. they are out of England. And if I had to guess, if I had the opportunity to interview Gunship, I would say that they were definitely inspired by like uh, David Bowie, yeah, um, yeah. you know, wow. uh, artists, wow. artists of the, the, yeah. the such yeah. that were really big in their, in the 80s. Because yeah. even, even the cover of their albums, it's like, 80s art. It looks yeah. like, you know, when you did your sixth grade photo and you could do the standard blue screen yeah. or you could pay a little bit more for like the lasers in the background yeah. that were like yeah. the cotton candy lasers. colors, yeah. right? Yeah. And yeah. everyone loved the lasers, yeah. but you know, right. it cost right. a little bit. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like their cover art, everything, I actually have a gunship t-shirt. I, yeah. I, I, I should have wore it today. Yeah. And it yeah. is, it's like the 3D, yeah. the pink, it has like the Miami Vice kind of yeah. look where oh, it's the yeah, pink and the blue look. or the cotton candies, yeah, if you yeah. will. And I feel like they would definitely be inspired by like like I said, a David Bowie, wow. um, you know some some gunship. of the other artists, yeah, yeah. and that's Gunship, well, one word, Gunship, yeah. and I feel like their music just takes you on. Yeah. You just you could easily just drive up and down the highway, and you know you'd end up in Maine before you know it, and you're like, wow, the Gunship is yeah. doing it right. So it's wow. just uh, that's a group that nice. I listen to, uh, and and often when I'm you know if I'm putting together a workout. And they'll just yeah. put you in a trance, and, oh, it, and a anything idea. that can kind of take you off yeah. of what you're actually doing, yeah. and focus on something yeah. that's 
you know, again, alternative mm -hmm. to what the movement is that you're doing, kind of makes the workout yeah. go like Barry loves to be in an alternate reality, yeah. right? Oftentimes, it's, and, uh, it's the best way, isn't yeah. it? Well, absolutely, especially yeah. especially when I'm working out. Even though it may not appear that I work out, I actually do work out. I think you look great. And, well, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm looking for a new kind of, you know. Rhythm. Sure. And I think this might be something I should look at. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Take a listen. Like yeah. I said, if you're a fan of any of the 80s yeah. music, and again, I'm speaking to stuff that, yeah. you know, it, it's it's synthesized driven. It's yeah. it's like generated music yeah. where some yeah. some of the musicians out there say, oh, that's not real music. And, and not that I am a musician, but I, I like to think that yeah. I listen to music yeah. like a musician. Yeah. It absolutely is, is, yeah. is not that. It yeah. takes talent to generate those beats. You're still, sure. you're not just throwing, yeah. you know, gum against the wall yeah. and seeing if is it, it sticks. Is it like sampling though? Or no, they, it, or, or it's more like being derivative of that type it, it, of music. It's a little bit of that. I mean, it is. It's 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 it is. It's their own thing, but it is it is a bit of that sampling. It's it's created, you know, in a studio yeah. as opposed to having like you know drummers. I mean, there's drum like beats, but they're definitely you know synthesized and you know engineerically generated. If yeah, that's the best way to How put it. How about when Run DMC sampled Aerosmith? Oh, oh, Does that count and, or and, and, really count? no, I, I that would count, and, oh, wow. and I actually love that too. Yeah. I love any time you can blend yeah, a little a, bit yeah. of hip hop with yeah. rock yeah, yeah, and yeah. and bring those two worlds yeah, and, and have. That was a beauty. great blend for sure. Great oh, absolutely. Blend. Oh, it just yeah. it was the time and the place yeah, that all yeah, came yeah. together. It's like just to get back to Kate Bush briefly, yeah. the guy who gave um, her induction speech was Big Boy, but he's sort of more of a hip hop mm -hmm. type guy. He's like, yeah. what, what does he know about Kate Bush? But huge fan of her music. She loves him. And, um, and but it was really interesting. Yeah, yeah it's a blending of those yeah. type of um, can't go wrong type I mean, of styles. Yeah. yeah, it's great to cross music and, and yeah. bring the yeah. different yeah. worlds together and then yeah. create I can one. So. Think of the dance moves in my head right now. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just sure. Just keep them in your head. Though. <laughs> if we, we had more space, yeah. I'm sure you'd bring them yeah. to the table. We right don't now. have liability yeah. insurance here anymore. That's true. I mean, <laughs> we didn't back, have a budget. Do back we? in the day, I wouldn't hesitate to get on the stage. I'm sure you would. I'm sure you've seen the angle leg kick before. Oh, they cut over his head. The right angle, right? Yeah, he's got the right angle. The right angle kick. We're so right anymore, but you know, we'll remember, remember the past fun. You're right 20 degrees, yeah. 20 degrees, 30 degrees. <laughs> All right, Raymond, jump right in. Here. Right, um, let's switch gears to sports again a little oh, yeah. bit. A um, present state of the Celtics and Pats, when you know, and we could talk for hours on this, of course, but sort of interesting topics. Teams going in different directions right now. What do you and those are kind of two of your. Favorites. For those of you listening in France and other places around yeah. the world, we do, you know, we're from New England. You well, know, Germany is now obviously very familiar with the Patriots. Right. So yeah. I don't want to bore, well, that's a good thing. bore our international <laughs> guests to death, but uh, we do talk about our local teams. But yeah. when we get to the quizzes later, it's going to be more of a broad uh, world view. But what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, about well, let's and... let's start. Unfortunately, with the bad, we'll go we'll yeah. go with the bad and then finish with the good. So the bad being the Patriots in the sense, um, right now currently two and eight. Um, they yep. did just play internationally, and and it was their first loss internationally. They had they were three and zero. A great great international series that the NFL has going on. The others were in London and Mexico. Correct. Uh, we we've seen them in London yes. and Mexico, yeah. and now for the first time, yeah. Frankfurt, Germany was was yeah. the host yeah. and the site. And and apparently the Patriots are very well marketed out in Germany. They had quite yeah. a contingent yeah. that yes. was there yeah. on their behalf. Yeah. The stadium was rocking. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, it was to not witness them yeah. get a win. Yeah. And their current state is this. So it, it appears that there isn't the most talent constructed on their roster. But on top of that, and, and I know this sounds crazy to say, but I think I think it's 
really shown evident. They also are just not a really well-coached team at the moment. Yes. They they really are having problems in many areas, not just offense, not just defense, but we've really seen them turn upside down with special teams, which was always a Belichick staple, yeah, yeah, which yeah. has now become a, a huge weakness right, right. for them, and that has really shown itself the last few years. Which is so, so shocking, you know. It is, yeah. really. And I think we were all... You know, hoping that, all right, yeah. obviously with, with the Brady chapter ending, this right. still should stay afloat. And it looked like it was going to. That first year, you had the Cam Newton year, and obviously there was some some turbulence there. But you still, you know, the whole the whole season, they did keep you kind of like, hey, maybe they could. there's a path to the playoffs, just maybe. And obviously it was humbling coming off of what we experienced yeah. before. And then you have the Mac Jones rookie year, which seemed great. It seemed like, yep. okay, this isn't a bad place right. to be. Right. Mac Jones is performing really well. They made really the playoffs well. get blown out. That's right. They but did they, they the made playoffs. it. They're what, what was it, 9-10-8? They, they, they were, uh, I believe it was a 10-7 and seven campaign. 10-7, and seven, yes. Okay, and then they go to the playoffs. They get blown out by a very good Buffalo very Bills good team. Buffalo. That, yeah. There's nothing to hang your hat on. And yeah. we, we felt like, okay, we'll, we'll come back and uh, we're going to get even better. And then that's when the regression started. Yeah. And, it, and it appeared to start from the moves that... Coach Belichick, or, or at least someone in that office, and I believe it's Coach Belichick because he's the, the general GM. manager, the de facto, yep. and the head coach. He decided, obviously, with McDaniel's taking the head coaching job, he thought that you know this could be an offensive uh, mindset and brain trust that could be bandaged together. So we're going to go with Matt Patricia, who was a long-known defensive coordinator, yes. and Joe Judge, who yeah, was a yeah. special teams coach right. in his heyday yeah. before not having a great tenure as a Giants head coach. <laughs> That clearly did not work. That experience uh, experiment regressed Mac Jones big time. And then they did seem to get it right this offseason where they brought back Bill O'Brien, who was familiar with their system. They, on paper, yeah. It seemed like a great, and, very good move. And I'll yeah. actually say that I don't think Bill O'Brien has been the problem. I think he has tried to, you know, at least get this offense yeah. back in, in an evolved state. Yeah. But I think... It's clear that Mac Jones definitely was fractured quite a bit mentally from what happened last year. Yeah, but yeah. then we're also seeing yeah. that just physically, there's a lot to be desired for Mac Jones. We all know that mobility, okay, he's not the most mobile. But I think the biggest thing that has shown itself yeah. is his arm strength or lack yeah, thereof. Yeah, right, he right. just can't seem to make those throws. Yeah. And it's one thing, you, you know, it's, it's nice to have a howitzer for an arm. But you don't necessarily need to have it. If you have the IQ and you're very accurate, a guy by yeah. the name of Chad Pennington had yes. a long career in the NFL. Good, right, good, good analogy. analogy. And yeah. he was considered a guy that couldn't throw the ball through a glass window, but he was very accurate, and he knew not to make the throws that he couldn't. Right. I think Mac Jones does have the IQ, but there are times where he's hurting his IQ because he has this knack for making that Patrick Mahomes throw. And he's done it in, in many games this season. And then you saw a case in point, with their most recent game, late in the game, yeah. you have what looks like it could be the go-ahead score. Yeah. He has Mike Gesicki, who appears right. to be open in the right. end zone. He was right. open. Mac yeah, is off his open. back and, foot. And but that was the, not a super long pass either. No, it wasn't, yeah. and that's no. it. You're in the red zone. He the threw pass. it like, like Larry yeah. easing himself into a warm bath. <laughs> it was so like, gentle. It floated for like 20 minutes. Floated. I had time to have a snack, use the bathroom, come back, the ball's still, in, still the in the air. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, that's you're right, though. He's, and, do you think he sealed his fate, though, with that, Mike I, Jones? I, unfortunately, I do. Well, and yeah. and yeah. I think both parties, I think, may have. I mean, you, you do have, you're going into your bye week right now, but your season is ultimately lost. I mean, unless if you're yep. someone out yeah. there that just believes they're going to 
to win out. And um, they've no. shown really no no way that they're going to do that or at least given no sign that they could do that because you always figure with 17 games now in the regular season, yep. your benchmark for trying to make the playoffs would likely be a 9-8 and eight record. Well, you, right. you're already at eight losses. Yeah, you yeah. still sure. have to play the Chiefs. Yeah. You still have to play the Bills another time. I yeah. don't think we're banking on sweeping the Bills this year. I don't think you can bank on them sweeping anybody. Right, right. That's, the Jets exactly. that's exactly but, it. Yeah. And here's so, the frustrating thing, yeah. though. It seems as the year goes on, there's more parity in our division now. So if we were half decent, Correct. we would have been right there. Maybe yeah. a game out. Yeah, yeah. The Jets aren't doing Buffalo was yeah. tanking. Not tanking, but they've been yeah. horrible the last few yeah. games. Denver played a nice game against yeah. them last night. Yeah. You know, And if we were just 500, we'd be right there. Yeah. I'm right? glad you yeah. mentioned that. That's the biggest... I think so the biggest thing that bites your knuckles with this is that it's there. It's open. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, the Buffalo Bills lost last night to the right, Broncos. The, so Broncos. Yes. the Bills are now 5-5. Five and five. How about the Denver Broncos? They were right there with you at 1-5, and five, yeah. but they've won three in a row. They're now 4-5. and five. You looked yeah. like you were maybe going to do that because you actually got Bills' 300th win beating the Buffalo Bills. Right. It got you to 2-5. and five. Right, so in our division, yeah, we Correct. have that record. I'm talking to my brother-in-law yeah. on the phone like, yeah. are we back? He's yeah. like, I think we're back. We're, yeah. we're looking at the schedule, wow. creating a path wow. to how they could get back. Yeah. They didn't have a real juggernaut yeah. part of the schedule coming up. They had gotten past that. Yeah. We said, okay, they have the Commanders, then they have the Colts, right. then they have a bye week. I could see them, you know, I could see them losing to Miami, winning those two games. They'd be four and six. We're still talking. Yeah. They lose the Miami game, which actually started off not horribly for them. But once again, guys, yeah. it was a terrible Mac Jones pick late in the first half yeah. that took away points because yeah. he tried making a throw yeah. that he's incapable of making. Wow. And then the game went downhill after that. Yeah. Okay, well, let's pick up the pieces. It's Miami. They were a really solid team. Mm -hmm. And then you play a commander's team who had just traded their, their brightest and best assets at the deadline. Two of them, right? Two yeah. great defensive players. Yeah. They were sellers at the deadline they came into your stadium and did what they wanted to do so well, their quarterback was very good I and think, he was good game. and clearly was sam, howell? Yeah. sam howell does have something yeah. i think he showed yeah. a lot of us and i think yeah. that was kind of a statement gave to him like yeah i think so you know what we sold those pieces but we do have a very good young quarterback yeah. and i think that's the most frustrating thing you lose to a team like that you then see you know, I'm still a, I'm a very hopeful guy. I'm a glass half full guy. All right, well, maybe they can at least beat the Colts. Go into the bye at 3-7. and seven. Mm -hmm. It's not great. You have yeah. one more mulligan yeah. you can have in yeah. the loss column. But yeah. maybe, just maybe, they can get hot. Yeah. And then you can't beat a Colts team who is is, is at 500 or 4-5, or and five rather. or I think 5-5, five and five, whatever the case yeah. is. Much better place than you. But by no means are they a great team. And at this point, you're, you're just not a given to beat anybody. So I think that's what's most frustrating. And I think the biggest thing is I wrap up my negative talk on, yeah, on the yeah, Patriots yeah. before I segue into the Celtics, yes. if, if we have time, yeah, we is, is that you're seeing other teams lap you now that started their rebuild after you. Let's take the Pittsburgh Steelers, for example. Okay, They had a great quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. He was there for a number of years. He lasted a, a year or two more than Brady did before they had to hit their reset. Well, they did pretty good with their reset. They actually drafted players that were said to be where they were in the draft and take them instead of taking flyers on guys from UT Chattanooga that would have been taken in the fifth and sixth round. They take Kenny Pickett, Pickett. a very good quarterback who, you know, had really small hands. You know, they were measuring his hands. Anybody that had hands that small has not per performed well. Wow. He's done pretty well. It's an interesting indicator. But then they also took receivers that were said to be really good takes in that draft and, and instead of taking these, these obscure players. And they drafted, and they hit on those picks. And now you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers; they're currently six and three. Yeah, right. It looks yeah. like the yellow towels are back, going better than ever. So that's just one example of a team that actually started their rebuild 
after you did, and they're lapping you. The Raiders are currently lapping you. They just fired their coach, your your offensive coordinator, who you want back so bad. And I, I guess I'd take him back in that role. But you have the Raiders, who took Jimmy Garoppolo. They got rid of David Carr. That didn't work. Garoppolo hasn't worked because he's always injured. But they have yeah. a rookie quarterback from Purdue, Aiden O'Connell, who's looking pretty good. And they're playing for their interim coach, Antonio Pierce. The Raiders are currently 5-5. Five and five. They're just one half game out of the last playoff spot. So those oh. are just two teams oh. in your conference yeah. that are lapping you. So, I mean, that's the biggest problem with the Patriots. Your door's open, and you're just watching the world pass you by. That's a big problem, and it just doesn't look like there's any any light at the end of the tunnel. It looks like that light will come in the way of you're going to have to have a mass exodus on your sidelines and with some of your, your players and see how we can actually truly hit the reset button and get this thing back right. Do you think yeah. Belichick will be dismissed before the end of the season? I don't think so, but what do you think? No, no, I, I wouldn't say so. Because maybe. of his history and his amazing success over all those years, six Super Bowls. They'll probably keep him until the end of the year. You think? I think absolutely. I think he's going to be here till the end but of the year, whether it's the year. right move. At this point, I, I, I would say no. I, I think from the grumblings you're hearing, yes. I, I, you can tell that Kraft is, is very disappointed. And by, by all means, yeah. Kraft is going to have to take some of that blame himself because there just hasn't yeah. been, you know, he's just, he has defaulted so much so that, you yeah. know, you, you were just watching with your door open too, not doing anything I mean, about it. You know it. they don't spend the money that the other team spends. Correct. And yeah. and how do we also know, I mean, if I'm going to defend Bill just a little bit, and, and we don't know this to be true, yeah. but, you know, Bill's Bill's the, the, the GM, right? He's making all the moves for his yeah. team. But is, is he being told, like, listen... You made the move on Brady, but you're still going to have to do it, you know, your way, by way of hometown budget, keeping it right, and using your brains to make this work. I'm not ponying up any more money. We don't know if that's the case because I'd like to think that if Kraft said, listen, you have an open checkbook, go get our team right, then Belichick would have because at the end of the day, even if Bill was just out there for Bill, yeah. he would like to catch Don Shula's record. Course, and the yeah. way it's looking, I don't know if he's going to be coaching long enough to do it. He's, what, that team wins That's off? a fascinating yeah. discussion, yeah. right. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there has to be some crosshairs on Robert Kraft as well, but unfortunately Bill has made his bed. He has lost the locker room. I think that's apparent, and I, I think his style no longer works here. And, um, yeah, a change a change right. is coming. You mentioned his players playing hard for the coaches. Dan Campbell, for example, right? Detroit. Which Absolutely. Detroit? They're heading for the playoffs. Detroit right now is is the the hot pick. I mean, you're looking at Detroit. They're a game. They're, they're potentially, I, I believe, without having the standings Six right in front three. of me, they're either the, the, the best record in the NFC or right below it. And the way they're going, it looks to be, it looks cemented that Detroit can end up having home field go through Detroit. And what a, what a thing that would be well, for for an organization that has endured such heartache and such paper bag seasons, where you're like, oh my God, you're a Detroit yeah. fan. I'm sorry, you know, Spirito Santiano Domingo. You know, you have a team that Detroit is like the pick right now. I, I think they're great. They have a coach that you would absolutely love to run through a wall for him. I mean, who wouldn't want to play for Dan Campbell? His players love him. Yeah, compare him to Belichick style. And again, oh, Belichick style work great. Obviously, it's easy to kick a man when he's down, like I right. do with Larry often. But um, <laughs> with, with, with Belichick. Right. <laughs> well, Belichick, yeah, I think his time, unfortunately, you know, his time has come. All right, one yeah. quick silver lining on the Pats before you go to the Celtics. I think no, we'll... I want to give you one. Then you can give one too. Go ahead. Okay. Do you notice, did you notice when he did the pre-press conference before the game in Frankfurt, uh, he had this great jovial connection with all the press that was there, and he was being compared to Ted Lasso? Did you hear that at all? Oh, I didn't hear that. He had this because yeah. he was he. You know how horrible he is. 
yeah. during a press conference, especially after he oh, lost, it's the worst. even a win. Yeah. He's just such a nasty person. Right. But he was actually, he he was actually a little lighter and friendlier. I don't know if you heard that conference, uh, that press conference at all, but he was very friendly to the point where they, he was being compared to Ted Lasso. I actually missed it, which um, is, is, it really uh, is a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on here right now telling you that I missed it, so clearly I didn't do my homework. Um, <laughs> well, you can, with the early start, that's my job is to find yeah. these little needles. Yeah. No, but yeah. I, I'll take you up on that, yeah. and that's that's nice to see some, yeah. you know, human moments from Bill because yeah. I'm sure the guy definitely can have some light, funny moments. There's no way he's just a walking robot the yeah, whole time or, or ventriloquist yeah. that doesn't yeah. move his yeah, mouth yeah. Yeah. and give you give you mumbles, yeah. but. Um, that 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 would be a nice silver lining if he could just actually stay yeah. loose and keep yeah. it going. I, I'd say my silver lining is the fact that well, at, at this current pace, you 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 are going to have a top five pick. You never draw it up that way, but if you can actually get that pick right, you should be able to return. I mean, let's look at another team that has lapped you when they did it in one season: the Houston Texans, yeah. who you know had the number two pick overall in the draft last year. They got the pick right with C.J. Stroud from Ohio State, right. and we know that Ohio State has had a long line of very good college quarterbacks that haven't panned out. See, what's not to like? Yeah. C.J. Stroud is not only the hands-down rookie of the year, yeah. he's also thrust himself into the MVP conversation, and he has the Houston Texans as the current last seed in the playoffs right yeah. now if the season ended, who just went to Cincinnati and beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So you can make right by getting the right the right player with those with that pick yeah. and that is a silver lining but it's unfortunate that that's your silver lining because you're so bad yeah. you're going to have one of the top picks right in the NFL. but that's the difference with mac jones two people say oh it's mac jones you know if you had a better supporting cast he'd be so much better but i don't know about that you take somebody like strout you know and you, you know it's he's the reason why they're doing so well it's not because of his supporting cast although they're good right i mean it's this is an example of the quarterback really making a difference being a leader no doubt about it yeah okay, let's pivot to the good to the, the good. The good. This one's easy. I'm wearing the shirt right now. If you get a good look at it, it's the Boston Celtics. Um, of course, the Bruins, I, I, I think, are another another well-established yeah. team. When but, we bring you back, we talk about them. But I'm Team Celtics Colorado. here. And, and, of course, this doesn't really come as a surprise. The Celtics are playing with, with all the chips. I mean, this is a team yes. that is expected to yeah. be a contender. They made a finals appearance two years ago. They came up a little bit short last year. They almost did the whole 3-0 comeback, but just fell short. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of disappointment. And then they went out and really retooled oh, yeah. with, with some of their additions, with not too many big subtractions. Really, the additions outweigh it, and you're already seeing the fruits of that labor come, come to term yeah, here. Yes. So the Celtics, I think there's nothing not to like. Chris Tapp's Porzingis, if you're not familiar with him, they call him the unicorn, and yeah. it's it's yeah. deservingly so. I mean, oh, this yeah. is a guy that's about seven foot four, who wow. has a skill set of a guard. The only thing that has ever slowed him down has been his health. Yep. And he's coming off one of his healthier seasons. He was in little known Washington with the Wizards, put up a stat busting year, and when he has played, he has always performed. But he has definitely evolved the last couple of years. He's just added even more to his game. Mm -hmm. We we know that he can really shoot the long ball, but you see that size, it does show up down. He's actually terrific in the post, and he is even more than anyone expected defensively. Yeah. You know, we all said, oh, yeah, well, geez, blocks. if there's one big subtraction, we lost the Time Lord, Robert Williams. Well, Robert Williams is out for the year. I now. wish him the best. Yeah. I do. He's a great young man. Unfortunately, there's another guy that health hasn't been on his side. He's with Portland, and he's just been going to 
be pretty much in street clothes all I season. I didn't know he was up for yeah, the season. Yeah, that just came down a couple oh. days ago. Yeah, oh. so he's he's done for the season, yeah. and you have Porzingis has been able to pick up what he did defensively and then give you what he can do offensively, which is be a 20-point-per-game producer with getting 10 rebounds and then still a good passer for a big man. He just sees the floor very well. Oh. He plays with his teammates. It looks like he's been here for his whole career. I was going to say, he loves yeah. being there. The chemistry yeah. oh, is he and Jalen Brown yeah. have he a great chemistry. It. So that's, that's just Porzingis yeah, right there. Three-point shooting. Oh, it's three-point shooting. Forget about it. It's fantastic. That's right. So you have yeah. a guy that yeah. really no 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 player is going to be able to bother his shot right. out there, right. and he still right. he still flares out there where he's getting the shot with yeah. space with yeah. room to knock it down. Yeah. So he can shoot unconsciously from downtown. Yeah. He is a tr terror down low at the basket, and he just plays with his teammates very well. So yeah. that's just yeah. one guy, and then you add Drew Holiday. Oh, so yeah. if you were a Marcus Smart guy, which I was, I think we all were, but of course we had our no moments where right. he would take that late right. three that would just leave you scratching your yeah. head. Yeah. You more than make up for it with the addition of Drew Holiday, oh, yeah. a guy that can score, but more importantly is another terrific defender. And he teams up with who I believe is the new cult hero of the Celtics. That's Derek White. Derek I love, White, I, I believe, him. is oh, now. We loved it. Yeah, Larry and I love Derek White. What about he's, his haircut, though? Right, well, so he's even faster. He's even faster now, right? You got it's a guy. Like Larry had similar yeah. hair to him a couple yeah. years ago. Right. Now he yeah. got here yeah. like well, four why minutes I, early. I shaved it off. You know? Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. He's got the right head for it. Derek White is my favorite Celtic, and he's um, awesome. and and it's 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 on a team where you could say that they're all your favorite Celtics, yeah. and that's part of the green team spectacles that we yeah. wear. Yeah. But Derek White, what's not to like? Another guy that just always does, he always seems to make the right play. At yeah. any given moment, he can score 25. He'll come back out of a play where he's not even in the picture and either erase a layup or pickpocket a guy from behind. Yeah, yeah. And when you pair him up with Drew Holiday, that is defensively it's the best backcourt in basketball. And they can also do some wonderful things offensively. Yes, yes. And that's that's your backcourt. And, of course, you have Tatum, you have Brown, and then you just have some big-time pieces that come off your bench. I mean, Yeah, any given yeah. night, those pieces can any step given up. Night. Might be Cornette yeah. one night. Right. You know, and it could be whoever, yeah. you got Cornette, you have oh. Al Horford, you have Peyton Pritchard, and yeah. I love I, I love the continued evolution of Sam Hauser. Yeah, Here's a guy that can just come off the bench, yeah. he's going to get the open yeah. look and just shoot unconsciously. Pritchard is, he, he's like a tenacious pit bull. Yeah. Pritchard constantly, you know what he does really well? He rebounds very well. He's yeah. about 6'1", six, 6 feet tall. He gets right up there with the big guys. He's tough down low. He'll keep plays alive. Always makes the right pass. And he's another guy that can get hot, hot offensively. And what I like about Pritchard, he can, he can go from being little used and still seem to have no rust. Yeah. Yeah. And then in a pinch, come off the bench and just explode for like eight points in a quarter. Yes. And you're like, wow, this guy, we got to find minutes for this He's guy. like a great professional pinch we, hitter. Right. In, we, especially we, in the National, yeah. National League when they never DH. You get these guys who pinch it you know, once we, a game we, and still hit know, around 350. Would you compare him at all to Grant Williams? I, you know, so and and it's a it's actually a pretty good pretty good analogy. So obviously it's a good analogy. Different right? body types, different yeah. positions, yeah. but he's very very Grant Williams esque. Where yeah. I feel like he just makes the right play, and that's that's a guy. If you want to yeah. know if there was my biggest yeah. subtraction that you could have yeah, back, like if you the, wanted to make yeah. a video game team, yeah. it's Grant Williams, yeah. and he has been. Do they love him out in Dallas? I'm he has sure. been lights out with the yeah. Mavericks. That's why they're enjoying a great, great start to the season. Great personality, yeah. astronaut. So he's got he's got the mind for it. He's a NASA guy. He comes really? from a NASA background with his family. Uh, I thought he was a stud at yeah. his four years at Tennessee. Yeah. That's right. He's one of those rare wow. four-year guys in the yeah. NBA. And they love him out in Dallas. Yeah. So if there's one guy that you're like, oh, I wish we had back, it's actually not Marcus Smart. It's not Robert Williams. It's Grant Williams. But you just, unfortunately, you can't have everyone. Yeah. But that's a very good analogy. Yeah. He, Him and Pritchard 
they're, they're similar where they'll give you what you need yeah. and do the dirty things yeah. at right. any dive yeah. and any play on the court. Right. And, and I, I love smart too, but yeah. I really think, I think Larry and I might have discussed yeah. this, that his um, departure yeah. has really helped the chemistry. No doubt. Subtraction. No doubt. You know, and I know he's in a sort of a rough situation. Do you think that his absence now has helped Tatum and Brown be more of leaders? Do, yeah. yeah. And not be so kind of over-dominated by Marcus? 100%. Yeah. I, I think, and it, it, it quite frankly had to, right? Yeah, I right. mean, I think, so. I think that's a great reason for it, him not being on the team. It's no longer anyone's questioning the on-court talent of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It was more like, all right, can you actually truly wear the capes yeah. and be the guys to yeah. carry this team when it's needed right. and really wear the C on your sweater yeah. and not just defer to Marcus because he was yeah. your longest tenured guy because yeah. he would he would do all the gritty plays. Right. Yeah. Right. And those two, I think, have already shown that and I think you're already seeing them I know the season's early yeah. but you're already seeing them they're eight and two now they've won games that were, would they would have already had a couple losses where you're seeing them not give up these big leads playing and even in their yeah. two losses they were right there and they have two losses against good teams last year their biggest thing and again there's still a long way to go but one of the things that really hurt last year's team is when they would play the lesser competition they would really seem to kind of have those mental moments yeah. where they yeah. would play down to their competition yep. who is the team that they oh Orlando Orlando gave them fits last year fits and, and <laughs> fits right. no. no they did right and did we lose back to backs oh no you, you would lose back to backs they would give to them, them fits to Orlando, yeah. um, I, I think they even they dropped Dropped one to the Charlotte I'm Hornets. I'm going to give you a Tommy point for that. That's a great one. I'm going to give you a Larry point. I like it. And uh, so the, the teams that they should beat, they're absolutely blowing out this year. And then a big thing that they did last year was when they would have big leads, they would often find ways to blow it and either have to hang on or actually lose the game. Great point. Because I'm watching these games. And I said, oh, no. Here's the point. Because yep. it's post-traumatic stress. Right. It's going back. The to foot's those on the signs. gas pedal and they're finishing the, the job. So again, yeah. they're eight and two. It's a ten game sample. But you just it just feels different. It has a lot of those 08 vibes yeah. yep. and then some. Yeah, yeah. And you got more offense on your yeah. team. Without sacrificing defense. I actually think you're just yeah. as good defensively. Yeah. I think a lot of people said, okay, sure. we'll take the more offense, but we lo we're losing our defensive identity. Not, Not so fast. Yeah, this yeah. team has it defensively. They're still, they still have that depth off the bench, and you have a much better starting five. So what's not to like? Right, if Holiday and Porzingis coming in, they're not part of that old whatever it was, yeah, that yeah, mental, yeah. Right. that right. lapse. You know? yeah. They're like, screw that. No. You know? It's a How great breath of fresh air. Jalen Brown's monster dunks where people are afraid to even get near oh. him. Oh, that's, he's got uh, the ball like that. It's all confidence. Get the, he, he just blows them right off the court. Get yeah. the posters ready because yeah. he is ready to posterize anyone. He's yeah. looking for it. Defensive players are looking out to get out of the way. Yes. And if they challenge it, they know that there's a very good chance they're going to end up yeah. on a poster in some kid's room because he's got his elbow at the rim and the player is down below him. I mean, Jalen Brown finishes, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. to, to say grown man would be an understatement. Yeah. 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 And I, I just love that they, they were able to give him what he deserved, got him on the max yeah. contract. Yeah. Now, now he's set to be here for yeah. years to come. He's done yeah. some great things in the community, yeah. and then that sets up Jason Tatum, who's going to get his big payday this yeah. offseason. Yeah. There'll be a luxury tax to pay, no doubt. That's not a bill I have to foot, but yeah. I think what you're seeing, and I want to give this man his due. I think right now the the best owner currently in Boston sports is Wick Grossbeck. Yeah, him, yeah he is great. Him and Paliuka, they yeah. they just know that you know what we we are about winning here. We're yeah. going to do what it takes. Yes. We have the best fans in the world, and we are going to keep this place rocking yeah. and that's what they did this offseason they said you know what we're going to make this even better and they've done that and when I think went, that's yeah, the biggest thing when they went thing. the extra mile um, yeah. with uh, Drew Holiday oh no they got Porzingis after him right 
with Porzingis, it was like, wow. It was, I forget which one they did first. Was the, it Drew or Porzingis? It was Porzingis first. Porzingis first and, and then Drew. And we were already going yeah. out of our right, minds Porzingis for that. was great, but when they added in Drew. I'm going to give oh, you the dominoes of how it happened and how it really yes. became a huge yeah. thing. So you get Porzingis. Yeah. You're, you're already Gatorade bath and your buddy's like, dude, this is going to be great. I'm yeah. telling you, this guy, yeah. the unicorn, is going to, you're going to love him. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, Milwaukee gets Damian Lillard. And you're like, oh, no. Right. right. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm very familiar with Dame time. I know what he did in yeah. Portland. Oh, my God. That's the worst. Yeah. Oh, they sent, at least they sent Drew Holiday to Portland. And that guy, I know how good he can be. Then all of a sudden, about a week later, the Celtics get in on getting... Because I remember people were talking at work. They're like, man, if there was a way we could ever get Drew Holiday, how sick would that be? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but it's not a video game. I mean, you can't just like construct <laughs> a team. And then they actually yeah. did it. They, did. they went out yeah. and said, hey, Portland, I know you're just looking, you're looking at him for a bargaining chip. We want Drew Holiday. So then the Celtics get him. And what that more importantly did, it took a team like the Bucks, someone that you have to contend with in your conference, and it, it takes the starch out of their Damian Lillard yeah. card that yeah. they wanted to play. Yeah. Now Bucks fans are like, wait a minute, this isn't so great. Yeah, we got Dame, but we lost Drew, and now he's on the Celtics? Yeah. I had no problem with him out in Portland. Yeah. Now he goes to our great. rival what on a, the what Celtics. A coup. Yeah. And that was yeah. the move right there that yeah. really brought it together. Yeah. So you were already you were already champagning over Porzingis, yeah. but then you, you put it down and grabbed the Paps Blue Ribbon because you said, oh, geez, they got Damian Lillard. That, ah, oh, that's going to be tough. Oh no no! Get the champagne back, Ray. Bring in, bring in the Walker Blue label, and now now you're really. Actually, Mary's got the Walker Blue. Remember, that's another story oh. for another time. Remember that night? <laughs> you played the Johnny Walker Blue. Oh yes. Oh, yes. I don't remember fantastic. the night, but I do have a. Box. Is that for our West Coast audience? Yeah. yeah. yeah let's Ooh, just say there was an baby. incident. I, I never had worse stomach pains in my life. Oh, that night. you don't like to mix. That's I def- I can't mix. Uh, no yeah. mix. You can't yeah, no. go Gimlet, then Blue Label. That's yeah. just not the play. No, I, I had, I, I rarely do yeah, this. Yeah, rookie, you know. Yeah. The I, old fashioned, I, I, you know. Now, some on, of the kids yeah. might be watching this. <laughs> so just leave those I, alone. I we'll leave yeah. that. We'll talk about yeah. that during, you know, our right. adults only what show. What are we doing next now? Um, All right. Let's I mean, see. Yeah, we have are to. We, are we done with the Celtics? I, I, I'd say. I mean, I, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the yeah. exclamation that's point. We could talk yeah. about that forever. Yeah, but that, yeah. those yeah. are very good. Yeah. We want you get the you idea. Yeah. It well, yes, you get yes. the idea for our fans. There's a lot to be on the But I do want to say, Brad Stevens, though. Another one, yeah. What's executive of the year? Possibly. Quick, quick champagne yeah, tip yeah, to Brad. Yeah. Um, this is a guy that you know we, we liked him on the sidelines, but yeah. it looked like it, it faded out a little bit. And then, oh my God, he loves it. He's behind the scenes, showing you all the mastermind chess pieces that he that he's brought to the table. Uh, yeah. What's what's not to like with the yeah? Job and I was a hundred percent wrong. Yeah. I thought that Stevens was just doing it as being kind of whatever, just a piece to put him in that spot till he finds out right. to go back to college, sure. to coach or whatever. But he's taking it seriously, and he's brought. He's been a huge factor, huge, and why the team's yeah. huge, right?
Um, Uncle Jim was, uh, you know, he, he, he had quite a career at Revere, and my dad was his go-to target. So it led them Amazing. to earning a scholarship <laughs> to play at Syracuse University. Um, the two and, of them together? Yeah, the two wow. of them together. That's amazing. And um, it was, uh, was it was it Snellen? No, who was the, the coach at Syracuse? Uh, he was a, a legendary coach that was there. But they only, long story short of it, they only do two years at Syracuse um, because there was a, there was a coaching change. Um, and, and they basically... My uncle Jim was kind of a, a brash, brash guy, so to speak. My dad was more of the quiet for a twin. Quarterback, correct. Right? Got to be but brash. Uncle Jim was more of the uh, especially hey, especially back in the seventies. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to tell you yeah. where it's going yeah. and how it's getting yeah. there. Yeah. So they ran. Syracuse had a very uh, heavy running offense at the time. They were teammates with Larry Zonka and, uh, and, and Floyd yeah. Little, yeah. who yeah. Were, were members of the Syracuse Orange Attack yeah. before they had their careers. Right. Yep. So obviously, yeah. why not ground and pound? You have those yeah. guys that yeah. you're going behind. Yeah. So Uncle Jim, after his sophomore year, was none too pleased with the lack of, of playing time, which, I mean, I guess I wouldn't know. I'm not at that era. I would have been fine just to be a part of the ride. Yeah. But Uncle Jim felt like, hey, I, I, I got some, you know, some bullets in the chamber, so to speak. I want to use these. So at the time, Tampa, the Tampa Spartans, who since have a tremendous baseball program, they don't even have a football program anymore. Yeah. They were a Division AA power back then. Yeah. And um, Tampa came calling. And the reason why they settled on Tampa, because they also had looks to go to either Tulsa or Miami. Yeah. But back then, and pretty much it went all the way up until the last few years, if you if you transferred from a Division One to another Division One school, yeah. you'd have to sit out a year. Uh -huh. And they just weren't interested in sitting out a yeah. year. Yeah. So they, they, they got in with, um, they, they knew the offensive coordinator at Tampa. And they said, okay, well, we're going to transfer there. So they left, and they spent two years at Tampa, and Uncle Jim really flourished, and as did my dad. They had a great career there, and they were a part of a huge game with Florida A&M, um, which was played in front of a packed house. Wow. And, and they, Florida A&M back then had a legendary team, and it was a real real signifying moment for them to be a part of that game. And my dad was, a, you know, he had, like, a huge game catching the passes. So my dad doesn't officially make it to uh, playing on Sunday rosters. He, he had an invite. He was in with the uh, San Diego Chargers mm -hmm. camp. Yep. Um, he doesn't end up making the team. He gets an invite to the practice squad. But as mm -hmm. he tells the story, I mean, a practice squad nowadays would still be a pretty good living. Back yes. back in the 70s, it's either, all right, do, do I try it here? Do I kick kick the tires and stick around? Or do I get into the mortgage business? Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. He, he, he already had, you know, um, my my sister was on her way being born. So um, he had a kid in the way. He settled on the mortgage business. But my Uncle Jim goes undrafted, ends up with the Cincinnati Bengals in their camp. At the time, Bill Walsh was one of the, uh, he was the offensive coordinator with the Bengals. Mm -hmm. And Bill Walsh loved Uncle Jim except for one, one flaw. He's a lefty. And the great Bill Walsh, who came up with the West Coast offense, said, I I'm sorry. I just can't get behind a lefty. The ball's going to spin different. That's going to be very weird for my receivers to catch a football, which right. my dad said, listen, you don't notice the ball coming to you one way or the other. Right. As long as it's a spiral, yeah. you're going to yeah. catch it. Right. But there was enough word that went around the league that said, let's give this guy a shot. So he ends up going to the Miami Dolphins, uh -huh. legendary Don Shula. Yeah. And with the Dolphins, a slight omission. He wasn't with Dan Marino, because Dan Marino was the next decade, but it was Bob Greasy. Bob Greasy, Bob oh, Greasy yeah. was okay. the Dolphins quarterback. Yeah, that. No, that's, that's okay. Right. He's still behind yeah. a legendary quarterback. Right. Yeah, that's okay. Right. So, you know, don't, you know. He, he ends happens. up with the Dolphins. Yeah. Get a little gravy. Still pretty good, though. Well, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, Marino's all right. <laughs> no, no, it's not bad. You're behind a couple of Hall of Famers. <laughs> a few decades. Right. Right. You know, yeah. The one who never won anything, Marino. Okay. So he ends up with the Dolphins, and he's fortunate to be a member of the 19 
1972, the wow. only undefeated team. I've, yeah. I've gotten the chance to wear yeah. his ring. Yeah. He's been celebrated at their anniversaries. Wow. He actually has a spot in the NFL films. Wow. Um, he's one of the guys that they, they interview and they sit wow. down and talk to. Wow. Uh, I didn't even know it was airing. My buddy wow. texted me wow. over the that's summer awesome. last summer. Wow. He's like, dude, that. Uncle is, Jim. So that's on the NFL yeah. Network. If the yeah. episode is still available, yeah. um, you go, you go, I, I think it's, uh, it's a football life. Miami Dolphins undefeated or perfect season, wow. and he's he's on the hour long program. Wow. He's they they show him a couple different times. He has the lower third graphic, Jim Delgazo, mm-hmm. um, you know, quarterback, and he's on there talking. Yep. Wow. And for you kids out there, it's not on TikTok because the clip is more than four seconds long. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So and then watch that. and then his career yeah. finishes. Um, he does. He ends up getting a starting role with both the Packers mm-hmm. and the Giants wow. before it fizzles out. Mm-hmm. Problem was the Packers. Packers and Giants back then. This is not your, you know, your, this was like right after the Vince Lombardi. The Packers actually had some down years. It's like in the, the 60 70s. Patriots, or 62, whatever. That's yeah. right. And he ends with yeah. the Giants, and they also were one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah. But he did start a few games. That's cool. Um, I, I had wallpaper on my uh, my computer desktop. He was getting, uh, he got leveled by Jack Lambert when he was a member wow. of the Packers. Wow. And um, interestingly enough, he had like the handlebar mustache. Yeah. And when, <laughs> if you type in his name, Jim yeah. Delgazo, yeah. on Google Images, yeah. I saw a Twitter, which is now X, and there's a guy from the Green Bay uh, Packers, uh, either it's a fan, I think it's a media member, like, he's like, is this a time, is is Aaron Rodgers in a time machine? He actually looks a lot like Aaron Rodgers in the picture, and it shows, it says, Jim Delgazo, 1974 Packers, Aaron Rodgers, it was a 2016 image of Aaron Rodgers. With the helmet on, uh, it's not so much the eyes, but with the helmet on, the mustache, it did like look similar, and there was a bunch of comments like, this is weird, this is like the same guy, except (laughs) one's a lefty, one's a righty, so just a little Thought, yeah, wow. but that's oh, that, who my uncle was, yeah. and my great. dad was his number one target. Yeah. And you know, I like to think if my dad stuck with it, he might have found his way onto an NFL roster. Yeah. But yeah. Um, he's still very successful. He, yeah, was, to get that number, I, I have his letter framed from the Chargers um, when they invited him in, and they liked him a lot. And um, but uh, nonetheless, he, he went in mortgage, and then that was the story. And yeah, I got that's to fill out my, my football bones. I I I, I played at Everett High School. Um, I was a captain of a, a championship-winning team, oh, and awesome. um, it was Everett's a lot of fun. Had a very yeah, yeah, team, I was yes? very fortunate yes, yes, to be yes. a part of some great talent. Yeah. I played for a legendary coach, yeah. and I played with some really good players wow. that uh, where it was a lot of fun. They okay, made it. I'm they sorry. made it pretty Where's easy. I, I was a, a running back, uh-huh. um, okay. fullback, yeah. halfback, wow. and um, wow. did, did mostly blocking. I was a, I was a main, mainly used yeah. as a blocker, but it was at the key point of attack. So um, you know, a lot of my a lot of the running backs would would lump me in with the linemen and give me some credit, which they didn't have to do. And it, it yeah. certainly made me feel good. And I, w- I would get, I would get your occasional, you know, one yeah. two yard plunge from the goal line oh, yeah, to, to, to punch it in. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. It was uh, that's awesome. best best time of life playing playing sure. there. That's yeah. awesome. That's that's great great memories yeah. too. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So should we go to some quiz questions? Yeah, let's uh, let's, go. let's run. Some, let's dance. We're run into some quiz questions. Yeah, we're gonna throw some quiz right. questions at you. I bet you'll do quite Actually, well. Actually, do the first one, Raymond. Yes, I did. I put my name next to this one. All right, right. What do we got? Here we go. What synthwave band did a great job covering? The Smashing Pumpkin song today called today. Oh geez. Okay. Uh, first, you know the song by the Smashing first throw up of the night here. It's a ninety. Um, it's a tough one because I didn't even know the answer okay. to this. So I'm pretty maybe good I made this one too hard. I hope you didn't make this up. Oh yeah, no, I'm gonna completely uh, crap the bed here. Um, let's see. Ah, synthway. Okay, so. The Smashing Pumpkins, obviously this would be after them. The one good thing I have here is the Pumpkins are, you know, mid-90s. Yeah. So, um... The song was today. It was their... The song's pop- called They're sort today. of they're using yeah. that song today as yeah. their inspiration. Oh, okay. Oh, wasn't literally covering it? Well, maybe it was. 
Uh oh, we we gotta make sure. Jeez, mm. I think we're gonna have to. Flip well, do the they cards. typically cover, or they typically do their own song, but inspired by? I I, I guess I guess it would be inspired by. Yeah, I think right? so. So, yeah. oh, I don't know, gentlemen. Let's I, have I'm gonna, flavors of today. I'm gonna throw some paint against the wall here, but it's literally just some paint, not even the ones you'd use. <laughs> uh, I, I it's guess. A swatch. Could it could it be? Oh man. Um, oh jeez, I, I don't even. I'm trying to think of, of a guess. Even uh, it's obviously not gunship. Um, okay. Would, would it would it be it's it's not Das Mortal I'm sure no but the D in Das is the first initial of the band Depeche Mode <laughs> no no it's a no. good guess no I'll, I'll tell you it's the Daring Ones and I never heard of this band have it's you ever Daring heard of them? Ones yeah. no where no. are they All right, from so maybe that's a little too yeah, that's very obscure no yeah, well it's not because music uh, the, yeah. when when you do go down the musical path but you might path, like it actually if oh, I I will check it so out so if anything maybe you'll get a good song to right, that's a way to say sports the you know yeah. you can at least pigeonhole okay well yeah. there's 300 yeah. division one music is endless yeah, it's just like it's just like the galaxy you don't know what's out there so I mean for as much as like Italian wines it goes on forever nobody knows for all I know they're a one hit wonder I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. Though. All right, but we, yeah. let's give yeah. you a better start. All right, this, this, this answer wrong, number one. I'm not going to have right. a, a no-hitter here. I, I would if love I'm not going to hit one, one of these. I'm going yeah. to jump to this question. Let's do it. All right, this should be right in your wheelhouse. Okay, right? I like okay. it. Now, it's a long setup. Yep. Okay? Okay. But My attention deficit will okay. probably crush you. You can order a pizza and have I, it delivered before you finish the question. I'm happy to repeat it, too, by the way. So the Mac Jones Pass would be in the air as long as this question. Okay. Perhaps. All right. So, in 1985... 85, and wow. Don't, and don't, if you know Great, it too yeah. early, don't blurt it out because I really want to say this. Oh, I'm sure thing. I won't. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's in a sports question. In huh? 19, I know, I'm jumping over my head. In 1985, this refrigerator-sized defensive tackle shuffled his <laughs> way into the Super Bowl, and it took a lot to feed this 335-pounder. Here is a typical day's meal this for is this true. sizable individual. Bulk plan? For breakfast, <laughs> yeah. he had six eggs... Okay. Grits, bacon, cheese, toast, jelly, and a quart of orange juice. Okay. That's just breakfast. For good. lunch, he good. had eight cheeseburgers, six portions of chips, and six shakes. And for dinner... Eight cheeseburgers. He, <laughs> he did. This is all for, true, For actually. dinner, he had five fried chickens, <laughs> steaks, and ribs. And re, if you recall, Belushi only ordered four fried chickens. Oh, and, and the Blues Ooh. Brothers, yeah. And the Blues Brothers. Yeah. Or, as Ray calls it, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Exactly. That's your Tuesday. That's my typical meal. Ray had today. Fat Tuesday. Name the player and the college he went to. Well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to start with he's number 72. Who yep. is William Perry? Correct. Yes. Yes. The college. Oh, okay. All right. I'm usually good at this one. Um, William Perry. Let's see if I can dive into my It's a powerhouse, I'll tell you that. Or it has been a powerhouse. Okay, William Perry. Mm, let's see. William Perry. Yep, yep. Okay, and it is a powerhouse. I think it's a powerhouse. I you think know where still. it's located, Raymond? Um, or even which part of the country? <laughs> I believe it is the uh, northeast. Really? No, it's just, oh, it could be. Yeah, it could be. All right. Um, is it in the same state as Tulane? Why do they call it Tulane? That wouldn't be the northeast. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that? Oh, that's not. No, actually, is the school in? I took a question. Oh, okay, actually, so I, 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 and I think, I think, I'm gonna go with this too. Um, Penn State. No. Hmm. It might not be the Northeast. I should know this, but I don't. I have one more guess. You, yeah, absolutely. I'll give you the. Want me to tell you the first letter? Yeah. C. Okay. Two syllables. C. Rhymes with Benson. 
Wow, okay. He's a Clemson Tiger. Yes. Yes. Okay. Not bad. Clemson, South Carolina. Okay. Which, That's uh, kind of nice. I'd, I'd say the East Coast, maybe. Okay. But yeah. East, sure. All right, so to go two out of three, Raymond, why don't you ask a question? And we'll, we'll end on a high note. Yeah, good if not a low note. You got to. We, we can't, we can't say it. All right, here's a good... Oh, first of all, do you mind if we sneak in our sponsor briefly? Oh, please. I'll right, be honored. All right, because I don't... Because they are the ones paying for a sneak lot of this, really? as sad okay. as it is, so... Is it, it, by the way, it's not, it's not the House of Omelets, is it? No, House of... Actually, I'm wearing a House of Omelets shirt. Breakfast, lunch... Unfortunately, no dinner. Yeah. But no dinner. <laughs> no, they can. Have, they have omelets all day long. Florida House of Omelets, Fort Myers. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're sponsored by a bagel place called From Schmear to Eternity. Uh, and, is this a real um, bagel place? There are sponsors, okay, of, of course. course there. There's one in Brookline and one in Cambridge. So, folks, From Schmear to Eternity. <laughs> um, this week they're having some two specials. One is the Frank Sinatra bagel. You walk in and you pick any bagels. You say you want it my way. All right, they'll make it for you. And the other is the Ernest Borgnine. It's an everything bagel with five different toppings to represent each of his wives. Wow. All right, so that's Ernest Borgnine again who did, from right, Schmear to Eternity. Who played his uh, significant special lady friend in the Poseidon Adventure? Oh, sh um, oh, Stella Stevens. Stella Stevens. Oh, yes. That's right. Oh, she was quite fast. Oh, yeah. And who played, who was the best swimmer of those? Shelly Winters. Yes. Shelly, yeah. She's uh, quite a swimmer. Yeah, we could do a whole show on the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. need more water, though. Yeah. A bigger boat. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, another uh, show, but we'd love to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, talks making me hungry. So we got, I know. Now I get a bagel. One final quiz, and then we'll, okay. uh, we'll close out the show. All right. Absolutely. Okay. okay. This cool QB was not quite the GOAT, but close. He played 16 seasons in the NFL, which included the entire decade of the 80s. That's around 10 years, if I'm not mistaken. But 16 in total. 16 in yes. total, yeah. In that time, he threw for over 40,000 yards and 273 touchdown passes. And that included 11 touchdowns and no INTs and four Super Bowls. Four can Super Bowl wins. Wins, I'm sorry. Yes. I, now it's kind of obvious. But can you name the player and the college you went to? Who is Joe Montana? Yes, yes, he was yes. Number sixteen with the Niners, and then of course, I mean, how could you forget number nineteen with the Chiefs? Yeah, and he is a product of Notre Dame. Wow! Yeah. 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 Right. Studio audience, what do you Mom, think? I got one. Studio <laughs> audience is going nuts. Thank here. you. I love you. You guys right. are great, man. Thank you for not throwing right. any toma tomatoes at me. Tomatoes, <laughs> tomatoes whatever. Right, great, enough to have tomatoes for uh, dinner. The best show of. How long is it? Since how long, Randy? Ten years, maybe. It's a great show. At least a year. Fantastic. It's, we're so it's nice having somebody knowledgeable. You really, you really shine, and uh, you did a great job, I have to say. Hey, I'm very I'm, impressed. I'm you, I think you have a future in broadcasting. I, I tell you what, uh, yeah. you guys brought it out of me. Yeah. Um, very yeah. comfortable. Very, future in broadcasting. Very funny. I, <laughs> you're right. I, uh, I loved it, man. Uh, just, yeah. just, just meeting you today, and yeah. um, you know, I, yeah. I get a big kick out of him very at work. Very poised. So, yeah. Yeah, at work, we have a great time. It's oh, a great banter. We yeah. have to get our friend Smiling Al O'Donnell on yeah. at oh, some point. Alex O'Donnell. He's, O'Donnell. he's, um, he's, a, he's very good. Different, yeah. different yeah. banter. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very different No, really. This has been really been happy to be a part of this. Absolutely, Larry. Yeah. This is great. All right. We, we love having you. Yeah. So, guys, and look right. for our next podcast. Yes. Um, we'll be announcing that Before in the, the near end future. Before the end of the year, right, Raymond? No, we'd li I'd like to do one every five weeks or so, but okay. that might be a little right. too Maybe overzealous. Maybe it'll be a holiday special. Holiday special. Yeah, we got the holidays coming. Um, 
Yeah, and again, yeah. from Schmidt to Eternity, the holidays are coming. <laughs> Run in, grab a dozen bagels. Yeah. I believe they do baker's dozens, yeah. which is an extra bagel if you're choosing. So I want to give them a plug. Cambridge and Brookline, they've been very good to us. Yes. And um, that's about it. Should we do one of the big, what, what? Uh, that's from the, uh, the dating game. The dating game. Remember right. they used to go the like this and then one, two, much. three. Go right. kiss. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Thank yeah, you, and good night. All right, rock on. <laughs>